All right. What's going on, everyone? We have today the, I was thinking about this earlier, Terry, the first Marine guest on the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So no pressure, but um, hopefully some pressure to, uh, to perform <laughs> here. And uh, I think, you know, there's always the videos and posts where people say like, this doesn't represent the U.S. military. This, everything you say represents the Marine Corps today. So pressure's on. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah, so Terry Kim's here. Uh, Terry, thanks for jumping on, man. You want to give a, a quick background, kind of who you are and what you're doing today? Yeah, man. Uh, so I'm a U.S. Marine, uh, combat vet. Uh, I'm out now. I went to uh, served in Iraq in 2007 in, in uh, Bar province. So we're in Camp Fallujah mainly. Uh, that's our main base. So uh, And now today, I, I started TikTok, uh, and that's how we met. Right. Yeah. Um, do TikTok. We do. I specifically do storytelling. You know, my, I like to say I, I do storytelling uh, uh, specifically on military content, related content. Right. But more, even to be more precise, uh, tributes. My whole my well, first of all, my whole thing when I first got into TikTok was because during the pandemic, I was just like so infatuated with TikTok. Like I, I started using it, and I'm like, this algorithm is. It's amazing. I'm like, what's is? I try to. So I studied it for a month. Like, I started researching it and seeing what people are. They're they're all theories, you know, because nobody really knew what the algorithm yeah. was. And then once I, but it started to make sense. And then I start. I I just didn't watch the videos. I I actually analyzed why is this? Why does somebody was throwing a brick in mud, and that got like millions of views. I was like, why is that? It's, so it was intriguing. I didn't find it just. Some people just like, oh, this is stupid, and like, you know, forget about it. I just want to figure out, like, why is that? Why is this? And it was actually kind of intriguing. <laughs> so I went to his profile and stuff like that. So every every video, I would I would analyze that, see the person's profile, and see what they're doing and why. Um, and that's how I got into it. But uh, I I would specifically always wanted to tell stories. After I got back from Iraq, I always wanted to tell. I didn't want to tell my story, but I, des- I, I, I remember telling myself like, man, I, I, these people, I need to tell the stories, right? We, we need to, because like there's so many people that died or some people, I can't tell the story because I feel like our stories are everybody's story. Everybody in the military has a specific, like specifically they have their own stories, but in general, we share each other's stories because we all volunteered, we all joined, you know, and, and we, we all have like this, common ground and and I feel like so if I do share one person's story and do these tributes um it, it kind of everybody relates to it all the veterans somehow sure, feel man. connected there's a connection no matter you I mean that definitely I'm you know and I'm fortunate that I didn't have to be in the position to where we had to run in and save somebody from a burning vehicle and like you know risk your own life even more and and but those people did it, and, and but what I what, when I'm making these videos, and and I make tributes, right? So just to let everybody know, yeah. I, I do these storytellings through uh, these tribute videos, uh, try to make it interesting and digestible for civilians. Uh, I don't specific. I used to do it for veterans because I, you know, that's it's who easy. I you would. know the language, yeah. Yeah, and then and then I try to convert it later on. Starting to see that a lot of my followers and viewers aren't military background they're just 
you know, people are patriots and Americans that are just proud of our military. And I, I was like, oh, that hit me. You know, I'm like, all right. So now I, I got to cater my stories to those people, you know, to make it easier uh, instead of using lingos like, you know, our, that we would know that fellow, fellow veterans would, you know, automatically pick up. So try to make it, you know, more digestible for civilians. Um, and the thing is that, yeah, every time I make these videos, I, I, I do, it's hard making these videos sometimes because like, I, I, man, being in combat, I, I, I know there's like, I try to put myself in perspective of other people. Like if a, if a civilian who never been in combat, they know, they could just imagine, but I, I, I take it to another step where when I'm making these videos, I'm like, damn, I know what it's like getting shot. And then I, you know, to be, to be getting shot and under this pressure, and then also having to do this one more thing that, that, that gave them, you know, that earned them that certain award or whatever, they have to make that decision under this amount of pressure already. The, the foundation's already there. Like, oh, I know the pressure. I know the stress of getting uh, shot at. I know the pressure of maybe walking onto an IED or, you know, getting blown up. Plus making other decisions like, now I got to go into a burning vehicle and, and, and pull these guys out that's engulfed. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm like, yeah. God damn, man, it breaks me, man. It, and it puts a toll on me, man. So, so sometimes like, I, I need to take breaks and, and making these videos, uh, distributes as much as I, I love them and I love how people react to them. And, uh, you know, my whole main goal is so, I have many goals, but, you know, one of the main one is to show that people, that these kind of people exist, you know, that there are people that are willing to, man, give it all, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that's why actually right now I'm trying to do like a little mix of other stuff with, my after effects i was telling you earlier like i just made a bullet electric bullet which is fake i hope everybody knows it's fake it looks uh, very real yeah <laughs> it was a quick job like i would say it's a quick job uh hopefully i, I would have you know just kind of broaden my reach so whatever i can do to bring more attention to these tributes like and to more attention to these type of people to these veterans and, and uh active military whoever right I want to bring more uh, people to, you know, get to know these people. Like, hey, these these are the people that I I knew, I know, you know, like you and I know, you know, from the military. There's a lot of people like that 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 raised their hand. You know, they said I am stepping up to the plate when nobody else don't have to. It's not that nobody will, but it's, it's nobody. You don't have to join the military. You don't have to do all this. You don't have to sacrifice your life. And that's my that's my goal right now. You got me all primed, man. I didn't know. So a lot of things, a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, so Terry and I haven't really spoken other than some emails and texts prior to this call um, and like a solid four minute prep at the beginning that wasn't recorded, but um, it's really cool how social media does such a good job of making you feel like you know somebody. Um, yeah. You watch a handful of the videos, jump on a couple lives. And I feel like, um, I feel like I knew you already. So it's, that's exactly I watch you I, yeah yeah because you tell like especially for you I you talk to me every like you know every time I open it up you're on my for, for you page because you put a lot of content out mm -hmm. good content too and you, you know you're, you're giving lessons um which is great and, and so you're always on my for you page you come up randomly uh so I, I hear you talk more 
know, so I feel like I know you maybe more. <laughs> it's cool. I, it's, it's impressive how that works. Yeah, I like it. Also, you know what's crazy, though? Um, I was recently thinking to myself, like, man, I bet Preston doesn't get flagged for his videos because, you know, yours is educational and, you know, it's, it's, it's just history. It's lessons. It's just it's facts, whatever, right? So you're not misleading anything. But then I, on my For You page, you came up and, and it was showing of how many videos you, you got um, banned or, and, and, oh, or yeah. you know, got flagged. I'm like, whoa, I, th- I got maybe flagged, I could say maybe four or five times throughout my whole videos, I, my, you know, throughout the past, since I started. And I banned once. And that was just recent, which is so weird. It was for, um, I did one video with, where I did camouflage paint. I don't know if you ever saw that. It was a I while saw that, ago. yeah. I was a while ago. Uh, just, you know, I do these random videos at times just to, because I have, I have, you know, I'm like, oh, let me try that. <laughs> Seems fun. So, yeah. And then uh, try to entertain people at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, I saw that and I saw your videos. I'm like, holy crap, you got a lot of videos banned. So, Dude, it's what like the, I think it's like the most trouble I've ever been in in my life. I've, I didn't get <laughs> I in a lot of trouble growing up. So, I'm, I'm getting now TikTok. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, I, what I what I think though is happening is like some of the well, I know there's a lot of people who don't like our content or you know the promotion of military and violence. Sure. Maybe or they just they when you hear military, some people they think violence and death and war. Mm-hmm. But and then some people just hate it. I don't know. You know, there's many variables why I think. But um, one thing I know, I, I I'm guessing. Is the algorithm also, if, if you see some kind of word, you know, specific words, if they could catch that or certain images that might look, it might flag it already. So I don't know. So that's why I'm like being careful during my tributes too on what images I load. Uh, Cause I, it's, it's weird when, when I, when my first video that I ever got flagged was a distribute um, for the soldier, I forgot her name. She was only 19 and she just, it was just a short tribute that she just got ID'd and she passed away. She was 19 and not, I didn't show any pictures, only pictures of her, no images of what any explosions or anything, just yeah. her and her, her kid, you know, uh, and, and just like what her family was saying, not, nothing crazy about it. And that got flagged. That was my first video that I ever got flagged was last year. And I found that weird. And I think, I think it was because people reported it because there was nothing that the algorithm could pick up. But anyways, <laughs> well, I, I like that you mentioned the term storytelling with your stuff. Um, yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. I feel like I'm storytelling history, but I'm very careful to ever say that because I think that's, I feel like it's a way for people to quickly say like, associate storytelling with telling stories and like shifting a little bit, but you're mm-hmm. spot on. It's storytelling. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not shifting the facts. It's just how can you relay them? And you're doing it right in, in 60 seconds or less. It's storytelling that it's it's still facts, or at least we always try to get the, the facts correct. Um, but that was a really good point. Storytelling just in a different yeah, way. It has to be. I mean, so I, you know, I follow like Gary Vee and stuff. Like one of the things he says is like, you know, either you're entertaining or educating. You know, you have to pr- promote one of those two or, or both uh, instead of like self promoting. Cause like, you know how people post Instagram, just verifications and they don't, they don't, they don't know why they're not getting the views and likes they want. Cause nobody cares <laughs> about your vacation, you know, they want to learn something or be entertained and laugh or something. Right. 
And uh, entertaining is really hard. I think I think a Gary V fan. The only reason I started TikTok was because of Gary V. You hear oh, him say it? that so many times in a row, and you're like, fine, whatever, I'll do it. He kept saying, uh, yeah, I remember back then he kept saying TikTok is the next, it will be where Instagram is. Uh, I, I believe that. I do believe that. I, he says he says some motivating things and good things. Uh, but yeah, so that's where uh, I, I originally first showed videos of my uh, time in Iraq uh, as, 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 maybe like validation, you know, just so that, just to introduce myself, I'm not just some rando who's just posting military stuff, which isn't, I, I don't mind that. I mean, I, I like watching notes by civilians or whoever, um, but I did get accused one time during a tribute. Um, I just laugh because I know where this is going, but I, yeah. Some, somebody was like, stolen, who is this? Who is this guy? You know, so in the comments, like, who is this guy? And he was just on me. Like, it wasn't just one comment. He was just, like, like yeah. angry that I was just some random guy. I'm stolen valor. And I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to make views and, like, getting likes, promoting, you know, military. And these, I'm like, but the great thing is that my followers backed me up. Like, I, and yeah. I was like, damn. I was like, yo, these are my followers. And I love them. Uh, now I, um, that, that didn't just, but one of the, that was like one of the main reasons why I was like, I got to start pump, pumping out videos for them, entertain these guys. Cause you know, they backed me up. They, they thought the, you know, your followers and your viewers are there, especially your followers are there to, you know, they're there for you, you know? And so I really appreciate that. So I, I kind of try to bring that respect back by trying to put out as much content as possible, good content, you know, but, um, yeah, so that, that guy was, you know, was just so angry at me. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't know me and, and you know, people on the internet are just angry. Yes. Some, some, some are awesome. And, and yeah, some are angry. So the, the ones that are, the ones that are just commenting negative shit, you know, mm -hmm. they're always like, they're, you know, they might be going something personal. And that's why I try to convince myself, telling myself this guy's obviously not happy. Still kind, of <laughs> he doesn't know still, kind of, still kind of sucks to hear though doesn't it like it does nine seven four 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 three says something mean and you're like oh man yeah it sucks i mean it sucks that 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 they have to pass that whatever they're going through onto other people and i try i i learned that too because I, I used to do that when if i'm having a bad day I'm, everyone's having a bad day but basically you know i try not to do that anymore i i don't do that anymore but um it's been a while I, but so my followers will, will be like you know He's a Marine combat vet, like, who, you know, why don't you look at his older videos? I was like, oh, good thing I, I did that. <laughs> good thing I put, because I did that for a while to like, I think I had like 70,000. Uh, that's how I got my like, first 70,000 followers, I think, just doing, I took my old videos. I, here's the thing, back in 2007, I, before vlogging was a thing, I, re, I, I had this little camera and I would be on the turret because we do four hour shifts. Um, on the turret, you know, outside of the fobs and stuff like that, out of the yeah. patrol house. Um, and I would just record myself <laughs> doing things. Or even when on patrol, I would, I would, in my, in my squad, I would be, I will be the guy with the camera, always just kind of uh, recording other guys and us just doing specific things. And so I always have footage. I had this huge amount of footage, uh, archive of footage. And then the pandemic happened. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show them. And I did it with, you know, some music. It took me a while to make each video because it's like, you know, well, first of all, I'm trying to make everything perfect, but 
<laughs> which is horrible, and which and TikTok doesn't like, which is a great thing. It makes it right. easier. Uh, yeah, yeah. So interesting how everything changes. So the opposite from YouTube. At YouTube, you want high production, good sound quality, good lighting. Uh, TikTok is more genuine. They want the real people. We're sick and tired of these celebrities. We we want um, normal people and, and everyday people and show what they're, which is great. That's how I look mm -hmm. at it. So I I, I would take specific videos and 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 tell a story you know through the titles so i always told stories through that and then i told the story of my boy maybe he was my roommate uh he was a marine he we went to iraq together um and i told the story of of, of all that he died after we got back from iraq like after he got out like maybe we got back and then like a year and a half later he got out and then maybe a year after that he died in a car accident and that's what's, I mean, I, I feel like I have more military friends or especially Marine buddies that uh, died after combat. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not the only one that probably feels that. So many people, Crazy either suicide, suicide or just recklessness or just, just draw the fucking luck. I don't know, you know, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so that got me, um, I've got like 4 million views and I was like, okay, so people, and that's like another formula. So I just say, all right, now one day I was just, and I started, I just continued to just do random videos and, and also some military, I, I called it a moment in Iraq. Mm, that's, okay. what the, that's what the series was called. My first series, a moment in Iraq. And it was just be a moment in Iraq and, <laughs> uh, and then show snippets and, and, and descriptions and story. And then, uh, oh man, what's his name? That's our first sergeant. Keller, you, you ever see that uh, image in, in Iraq? I believe it was the Battle of Fallujah of that first sergeant getting carried out by two other yep. Marines, bloody. Mm -hmm. uh, Castle? Castle, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, right? And and yeah, I just told that story the way I do normal tributes. I, that was my first tribute and, and people liked it. And I was like, okay, so I'll tell more stories of other people now. My, my story's done, you know. Uh, but what sucks is that the way TikTok's formula works, I, and I, I don't get that playlist thing on my on my portfolio yet. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I got that a while ago, but there's other things I don't have. Nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Um, but so I, I wish I had that because so people can rummage through because I have such different categories, like Iraq, Moment in Iraq, yeah. the tributes and stuff like that. But so what normal people were asking is like, what's your story? You know, I'm like, I already told it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to tell, go back to it. But anyways, I, 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 I that's how I did it. I, I did it first showing some valid, like introduction or validation who I am. And then I feel like then I earned a little spot to tell the stories of other, um, especially the fallen, you know, I think because a that's, lot of people, yeah. That's an interesting, so I, I um, same idea. So same thought process. I started just rambling. You go back to my account. There's some much different stuff there. I was just trying to figure oh, out what the heck to talk about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing beekeeping for, we got bees in the yard. Um, oh, I, glad I didn't stick with that one because the first, first batch died. Um, I was doing <laughs> bees for a while. A little bit well, of we should show stuff. that. I think that's what? the unique stuff. I think that's the stuff that people like to see. Like, can everybody see the perfection? Oh yeah. Bee. I follow a bee lady too. I love bees. Yeah, oddly enough, but and I follow this bee lady on TikTok too. She's she, she's a beekeeper. So, but it would be interesting to show your your flaws. Nobody shows oh, the flaws. It went down fast. Yeah, the problem with that down. one is I don't even know what happened. Like they just all of a sudden. Anyways, not a pro. 
Um, but started talking military stuff and just cause I like it. I, I yeah, especially the history side and eventually got to telling just a little bit about myself, like far from the full story, but just a little bit. Cause I think we're in the same boat where like, and this is going down a whole nother path here, but I don't really like talking about myself. Never really have. I would 10 times out of 10, tell somebody else's story and enjoy that. Um, but what I noticed on TikTok for the first time, I feel like my experience was the furthest thing from unique in the military, right? Not to, not special operations, not kicking in doors. Even within our company, there were guys in so many more fights and more extreme situations. But we forget, and it's so easy to forget that if you went to Iraq in 2010 and never got in a fight, that is such a unique experience that so many people have no idea about. And nine months in Iraq, six months in Iraq, or, or three months That's in funny. Afghanistan in 2014 is a crazy life experience that you could it is. put a show together about, right? Um, it is. Yeah, we yeah. fail to see that in our own, our, our own perspective. It feels like normal to us. Like, oh, yeah, well, all right, well you never got shot at before? You know, <laughs> oh, you never, never drove down the same road where you're fearing, you know, fearing that you're going to get blown up. It, it, it is definitely, you know, I had to convince like these stuff you got to tell yourself all the time because it's not normal stuff that, you know, we're experiencing. That's why people do love it. Like they like, whoa, same thing with the beekeeping. I never, you know, did <laughs> I, I, I just love bees for some reason. I love honey. And I just love the whole, uh, the idea of how they keep everybody alive. That's crazy. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they're, and they're dying, you know? So um, it's just those things, like what we don't experience ourselves, we're fascinated in. And I think this is very unique, especially because this is a voluntary, military specific, it's a, it's a, you know, it's very voluntary. And everybody had the opportunity to raise their hands. You know, I, I, I don't like to, I'm not saying it like, oh, if you didn't go, you suck, you know? No, I'm not saying that. I, I, I prefer people not to go. I, I like I think I always say this, one of the most honorable ways, to, well, one of the most respectful ways to honor like a fallen soldier, somebody in the military, um, is to live a, live a fulfilling life, a happy life. Whether yeah. you acknowledge the military or not, it's just to live a good, happy life, you know, because the other people didn't get to do that. And that was the main goal, right? So that I think the way I look at the military is like, somebody needs to do this job you know somebody raise your hand and there's going to be a select few to raise their hand so that other people can just live peacefully so society can go on because while society goes on and 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 life continues people need to be defended right there needs to be this defend uh defense and 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 those people can't always be constantly worrying about death and 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 being attacked so we need to have specific people to volunteer and gather all that, all that pain and suffering so that the rest of the people can live happily. That's how I look at it. That's like the bare bones of it. <laughs> you gotta, we need volunteers so that other people, so the world can, or, or our, Amer our country can continue, you know, prosperly. And that's how I look at it. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll take the pain. <laughs> that's how I look at it. I'll go back to that. You said you record, were recording a bunch of stuff in Iraq. And I, um, I tended to like wait until the last minute and then I'd take pictures of things. Um, 
like most of my pictures from Afghanistan are like at the very end, um, like mm. the very last few weeks or months. Cause I was like, Oh shit, I haven't taken any pictures. Um, uh. and I hear from people online every day that wish they had more information about their parents or grandparents or great, you know, it'll be something like my uncle was in the army. I know nothing more. And like, you will never regret. I love hearing that you took all those videos because you will never regret taking those, but you may regret not getting enough. Um, yeah, I didn't get enough, bro. And when you look back at history books, rarely are we like, what did General Eisenhower say in World War II? No, 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 man. It's what was the video that Corporal Kim took? Corporal, right? Uh, Sergeant. Sergeant. Oh, my bad. Um, <laughs> like, it's that video that ends up being some big piece down the road because it shows the individual experience. And you have no idea because it just seemed like another day. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I love that. Definitely. I wish I had, um, you know, they didn't have, they probably did, but it's probably really expensive. Um, and I wish, you know, in hindsight, I, we were going into this world, right? Into this tech, like video blogging and all this TikTok world. I wish I knew, but I wish I had that, um, you know, like a GoPro or something attached. Cause that would have been so much. I, I missed so many firefight videos. Cause obviously we're, I'm not taking out my camera yeah. <laughs> during firefights and stuff like that. You know, I just took it out randomly. I just took it out randomly and just took footages of, of either us in our underwear in some Iraqi house eating MREs while we're on break or, you know, stuff like that. And, or just on patrol, us just patrolling, waiting to get to attack or something like that. Do you think we're going to see more like, there's more footage from Iraq and Afghanistan than probably all previous wars combined. Do you think we're going to like, I feel like the potential to tell some really, really cool, high quality stories is out there. I, I think it depends on the, so me, I, 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 before I went to uh, Marines, I was, uh, I went to the school in New York city. I'm born and raised in New York city in Queens. And I went to the school called uh, LaGuardia. Okay, it's like yeah. a specialized school for art and dance. And, and so you have to like audition and get accepted. And so I, I was always into the art, like drawing and, and or creative, creative stuff, whether it's story creative storytelling or creative communications and stuff like that, or through whether it's through art or any kind of medium. And that's like, mm -hmm. I just love it. Like, how can you take this and make it better? make it creative and I just like that kind of challenges like you know even for TikTok how can I take my tributes and make it even better now I'm a, I'm, a, I'm apply after effects just in the intro just to grab more attention whatever I can do to make more people hear these people's stories you know these great people's stories of our fellow veterans and stuff like so I uh I graduated from there and I would I would, I would specifically, well, I, I don't want to say it. <laughs> when you, what, what year did you graduate? Uh, high school? Yeah. 2003 or four. Dude, you're not that I, I, You got to be able to remember. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, the, so you were there with 9-11. Yeah, I was, I was in, um, I was in sophomore year. I, I just, so I, I, I wasn't the greatest student man um and I went to so my school was in upper west side of Manhattan I just got out of the train around 8 45 8 40 and as I walked to my school I, was, I already missed my first class 
<laughs> on purpose. I was such a shithead. And, <laughs> and then uh, I was just walking around the hallway and I hear some kids saying, whoa, a plane crashed into the Twin Towers, into the World Trade Center. And I'm like, uh, I, in my head, I didn't think of a commercial jetliner. I, I thought of um, a propeller, because that's what happened to the Empire State Building a long time ago. A small yeah. propeller plane, you know, like a private plane, like some guy just crashed into the Empire mm-hmm. State Building a long time ago, right? The Africa one. But then um, I saw I was imagining in my head, I didn't think of that, this magnitude of the scale of terrorism and-, and no, Nobody did, to be fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's why, that's, you know, I was there in Manhattan and, and we just shut everything down. And I had to walk back, um, had to walk back home across the bridge and stuff like that. Dude, that's something crazy. I was talking to a class the other day. So that I was a sophomore in high school, I'm an 04 high school grad. I can remember. Um, no, 04 high school grad. So I was a sophomore, um, 9-11. I was in Indiana, far, far away from the World Trade Center. Like didn't really even know what that was, but um I remember trying to explain to some kids the other day that like the news coming out of that was really slow. It wasn't like everybody just hopped on their cell phone and like was taking pictures of stuff. Um, there were people that were missing for a long time that weren't injured at all. They just couldn't get out or couldn't call home. It's kind of crazy to think about that. Yeah. So, so my self, I had a cell phone. It was like some, you know, back, back then it was like, there's like green, green, you know, like a flip. Brick, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then like a green colored light. Uh, yeah. I, I no service. My parent, I, and then I'm such a, I'm such an idiot. I, I, I went back to Queens and I started hanging out with friends, you know, <laughs> and I went home. Like I didn't, I didn't immediately go home. And I remember my parents just freaking out like, where were Cause they know, they thought I, they just, you know, they thought the worst. Cause I was in Manhattan. My sister, older sister too. She's like, oh, I thought you might've cut school and went down if I cut school, I was like, if I cut school, I'm not going to the financial district. I'll tell you that. Uh, but it is right by Chinatown and Little Italy, and I have cut school and been there many times. Uh, so luckily, I wasn't there that time, actually, because Chinatown and Little Italy is right by, uh, not, right. not too far from, from the World Trade Center, from the financial district. But uh, yeah, I, it's, 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 it's at, at that time, for me, it was crazy. I mean, like it, it didn't, it's not as crazy as you get, like even, it's even crazier as I get older uh, and, and I learned more, you know, it was crazy there, but then, and being there, but, it, but being around him is being overwhelmed with it. It wasn't, it didn't hit me. Like it hit me hard, but enough to even join the Marines. <laughs> but was that it? You know, was that kind of the trigger? Um, yes. Well, many, cause there's many variables, I think, to why somebody joins the military. Because uh, there's no, like, why did you join the military? Oh, you know, well, sit down, I'll tell you. There's, a, there's many reasons. My brother's a Marine. Oh, uh, my, cool. brother jo- my brother joined right, I think, like, maybe right after 9-11. Um, like, like, a year after, or, like, just a very shortly after. He was, mm-hmm. like, one of the guys, like, he, went, he was in the invasion of Iraq. Wow. And so, so he, uh, and he went three times. He had three combat tours. So his first tour... I, think, I believe it was the second tour I was in boot camp. So my, being my brother, being a Marine, uh, had a lot of influence into my decision on why I joined. Um, and, and, and being him going to Iraq, especially, I, I couldn't wait. When my brother went to Iraq, I couldn't wait to join. I was just like, 
put me in. You know, it's like, you know, if you have a buddy or if you don't have a brother, but if you have a buddy or, or brother, especially, and they're, if they're fighting somebody, you join, <laughs> you jump. If you see your brother fighting somebody, especially your brother on the street in front of your house or something, you're just walking and like, you see your brother getting in a fight. I'm joining. I'm, I'm, I don't, no questions that I'm beating that guy too. I'm sorry. Uh, but that's how I felt. That was like the concept of it. My brother's in a fight. You know, I, I didn't know anything about my Marine brothers, brothers yet because I wasn't a Marine yet. I was just a civilian. And I'm just like, my brother's in a fight. My country's in a fight. I got to join. And that was like one of the biggest things. Also, you know, uh, I just knew also like college, I, I didn't want school. Like I, I, I was, ever since I was a kid, I was always infatuated with the military. I loved guns. I loved um, uh, fighter jets, especially, and carriers. I just love carriers. And, and I, I wanted to join the Navy. Um, I wouldn't even mind being, um, I just working on the carrier. That was, as a kid, that was such a weird thing. I wanted to either be a fighter pilot. It was either be a fighter pilot or be one of the guys that um, directs all that stuff. I found that so interesting. The on the flight deck, those dudes. Yeah, that's they, crazy. The, the whole well, the whole being just part of the flight deck. There's like this whole system. The jet, the yellow jackets and red jackets. Mm-hmm. Like this is crazy system, which I found very intriguing. Like I was like, that's so cool. And being around these freaking fighter jets and oh man, it's just it, it, though as a kid, I was just like so hyped about it. Um, and then I wanted to be an army ranger when I was in high school or a Navy SEAL. Like I was like, oh, you know, I was like that. And then my dad's like, no, you're going to the Marines because my brother's a Marine. If you're not going to the Marines, don't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, because my dad's right. very like, very proud. You know, he was very proud that my brother's a Marine. I'm like, all right. I was like, what the hell's a Marine? You know, I didn't really know what Marines were. My brother went, before my brother went, I didn't really know mm-hmm. what, what Marines were. Um, my sister's boyfriend at that time was a, was a reservist. He was a Marine. And he, he showed me, he was like, you want to be a Navy SEAL? It's like, we, Marines train Navy SEALs. And I'm like, what? You know, I was just, I, I didn't know. I was just learning what Marines were. I was such, I don't know why I didn't know what Marines were. But anyways, and that's how I got directed to that path. I wanted to go into infantry. Uh, again, my brother, my, then my brother, my dad were the ones like, first of my brother didn't want me to join either. But my dad wanted yeah. us to join. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. Um, and because my brother knows, he's very protective. He's like, dude, don't come. Because <laughs> the military ain't, ain't, it ain't, you know, rainbows and butterflies, you know? So he was just trying to protect me. Um, but after I joined him, you know, went to boot camp, that's where he was, you know, he was, of course, proud. You know, oh shit, you did it. But he, he, he didn't like that. In the beginning, he didn't like, he didn't want me to join. And then my sister joined. Which she, my sister's Navy, actually. She, was, she wanted to join the Marines. And my brother was giving her shit about joining the Marines and she joined the Navy. And then uh, she got married and had two kids, which is great. So her path was great. I, I believe like, you know, every, my past was great. Uh, so I wanted to join infantry. My, 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 my dad, that's when my dad stepped in and was like, all right, yeah, join the Marines, but don't do the infantry, you know? I was like, right. And my brother, my brother too, you know, he was like, don't, don't do because uh, it's, you know, it's like saying it sucks. I'm like, but that's what I want to do anyways. <sighs> ever since then, that was the last time I ever had anybody let me tell me what to do. Uh-huh. I was still a kid, you know, mm-hmm. I was still a kid. I, 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 I don't regret it because that, that might have saved my life. Maybe I'll be dead or I might have a missing limb. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Maybe that did. But I, I but I'm glad I. 
I went, so I'm, I, I joined uh, as a small uh, 2111, which is a, a small arms repairman. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was an armorist, which I love guns because I love Perfect. guns. I was like, all right, what's the next thing? I, I was like thinking MP and they're, everyone's saying, yeah, don't do MP because all you do is just duty. <laughs> I was like, what? All right. So I didn't do MP because I was like, what's the next thing? You know, that I, I love those kind of thing. I want to join the military for that. And then like, oh, you can fix guns. I was like, oh, shoot, that's a great idea. I learned yeah, all yeah. about the guns. And so I, I did that, uh, went in, went in and went to school. Uh, I loved it, you know, the, the just learning about, and I, cause I'm, I, I, right now, and then I went to school for uh, product design, and which is like somewhat of engineering, but you know, you design the product. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, so I'm always in, in, infatuated with engineering, like the carriers, the system of how things work and, designs of things and aesthetics of things so i'm always intrigued about that uh even the programs that we use photoshop after effects you know and mm -hmm. how to make things more creative there's all these brain working I, I that i find intriguing so um i did that I graduated armory uh small arms repair school or whatever and then went to 29 palms got stationed to 29 palms uh, and that was like the i don't know if you know 29 palms in california it's a marine corps base yeah it's, i haven't been out there yeah they say it's the worst like in the, that's like the marine corps fort polk like, scuttlebutt the yeah. the is it what fort fort polk? fort fort polk might be for the army if you're going to say the worst place to go oh is it because we only have, the marines don't have many bases we yeah. only have um lejeune pendleton and open house the main bases and then we have 29 palms that nobody really talks about uh, which is in California still, which is great, but in the desert, is in is in the Mojave Desert um, by Joshua Tree in California. Hmm. So it's you know it's a desert, so everyone's like ah, it sucks, you know. But when I got, I'm from New York City, and I never really, I never left until um, I was 19. Uh, I never left home, so that was my first time getting off a plane. Well, I, you know, except for boot camp, all East yeah. Coast, which is like you know right there, and then. But going now by myself, going across country, you know, kid from Queens, like never city boy, never. And I loved it. I got off the plane in Palm yeah. Springs and I saw my first time seeing a palm tree. And I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. It's amazing. You know, just loved it. I, I loved life. <laughs> you know, I had all my um, sea bags and I got just, Palm Springs Airport, a small airport. And, and it's just nobody picked me up. You're supposed to get picked up. So Welcome I to the Marines. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was that my unit just got back from Iraq. And then they went automatically to the field. So nobody was in on base. Well, what year, what year was that? This was 2004. So, okay. 2004. Yeah. So you're yeah. in that cycle of like, they're just Everyone's constantly deploying. This, yeah. You know, 2004 was in our, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan was popping off. So, um, yeah. So, you know, nobody, nobody picked me up, which really bad on them. I, I traveled like it took me like hours from from the airport to to the to, to base. I, I hitchhiked on one at one point. Luckily, it was a Marine because I was near the base. I was like maybe 20, 30 minutes out waiting on, on my on my third or second bus, third bus, I think that I was waiting for the last and final one to just to get near base or get onto base. As I was waiting there, some guy in a pickup, you know, he's like, where are you going? You know, he looked like a Marine. So I kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm close to base. And put my stuff in and he, he dropped me off at the, at, at main side, you know, where the PX is and stuff. So I was grateful of that. Luckily he didn't kill me. 
<laughs> Dude, if it makes you feel if it makes you feel any better that's my first experience in the army i got stationed at fort campbell and the only Where's information that? i had kentucky okay and it just it just said i mean it gave me second brigade 101st airborne all that but like i've never been on fort campbell before i literally drove through the gate and stopped a soldier on the side of the road and said where am i supposed oh, to go where yeah where do i go all right, yeah, like, the military has all of this stuff planned out but then like yeah <laughs> And I was a new no. lieutenant, so I was terrified of like, oh, I'm going to look like, okay. I, this is not going to look good. I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm lost already. Day one. <laughs> yeah, it's more pressure for officers. <laughs> As a, like PFC or, you know, private or whatever. Um, it's easy to say, hey, I, you know, P in the Marines, they say PFC don't know. You know, I, don't, I think they, do they say yeah, that yeah. in the Army too? Yeah, PFC don't know. So I, I like the fact that, you know, there are, there's, I, I like base. I like, I felt safe. I really did. Everybody looked out for each other, you know, whether you're, you're either a Marine or whatever, or a family member, they all knew the concept of what we're doing there. And I really loved being, I, I love the military, man. What a great experience. I think if people ask me, Oh, should I join the military? I, I still tell them, like, I don't, now I tell them, don't do it. Not, I want them to do it. But I tell them not to do it. Why? Because if I could tell you, if I could stop you, just some random, I'm some random guy to tell you. That, and I'm saying that I love the military. So if you hear that I love it, and then you still have to ask me, should I join? I'm going to tell you no. Because if I could stop you from joining, then you shouldn't be there. Oh, I got so many, There's so many things that's going to stop you, you know, when you're there. When you do join, you're going to regret it then. Oh, and you're going to blame me. <laughs> you know, so Terry told me to go. No, you should go because for you got to find that. So everybody, you mentioned every story to, to getting into the military is unique. I think every story exiting is what what led you to get out. I mean, you're still um, you, you still look like you could do it today if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, um, man, you definitely have an I, interest in it. I love it, man. I, I so after Iraq, um, I only had maybe like about five months before I EAS, before I got discharged. And it was like, so my, that unit that I, I deployed with, um, 2-7, they were gonna not, as soon as they got back, they were training, they, they were doing six months training to go back to, to go to Afghanistan. And I wanted to go with them so bad. Six months back in the States before going back. Yeah, so we do six months. So that's how the Marine Corps works, right? So they do six months of training and then six months of deployment six months of training come back six months of deployment and you cycle off like that i know army does like 12 years i mean 12 months <laughs> in, in the right? in the peak window there it was like 12 on oh, 12 yeah. off but i mean six months That's stateside rough. is either one man six months stateside yeah. before going back get out of here yeah i mean it's just tough just doing it right just, i mean so that was my thing it's like you know i have my other buddies that were out that was in the squad they're like yeah kim you know uh re-up i'm like I'm, I'm thinking about it. So I took the time. I'm like, but, you know, just coming back from combat and then being a, either you have the option to get out or to go back. It was, that was the, that was the decision. I was mentally tired. I was physically tired. Um, you know, so people, you know, so a lot of shit, you know, I was, and I, you know, me being me, I, I always, one of the things is like, my main reason, I, I, this one was very specific. One of the reasons that I wanted to get out was because life in the Marine Corps or the military goes by so fast. Those four years 
went by so fast for me. And I looked at my staff sergeant. He looked, he was young. If I look back, he was young, but he was, uh, he looked so old. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't want, I didn't want my life to just fly by. Cause, cause the military, I feel like you're always constantly doing something. You're always busy, especially Iraq went by really fast. Cause like, we're always we're so busy, you know, we're always, our mind is always on something, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I just, I just wanted to explore more things before my life ends. And I just saw so much death. And I think that's when my pinnacle moment of like my relationship with death became apparent. Now it wasn't a good relationship yet, but it, it got better. I think, cause now I look at it, I think a lot of people in this world, especially during the pan- pandemic showed me that like a lot of my friends, people who are close to me, I, I like while watching them going through this kind of crisis, like, wow, a lot of people don't have a good relationship with death. They're so, they're so scared of death, which is rightfully so, you know, you should be. Cause that's how, before I went to Iraq, I was very, you know, internally, like mentally preparing myself. Fuck, I might, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. I thought I was gonna die. Cause I just, I just, I got deployed to Japan before, which mm-hmm. was great. And I went to Thailand and I was like, and at, at one point at the end of it, that's when I, they're, they're like, Hey, Kim, you know, you, you want to go to Iraq? Uh, we're forming this truck platoon. It's, it's, a, it's a platoon called truck platoon. And where well, we drive the infantry, we drive the seven tons or whatever they need. And I, and also I, I, yeah, I love it. Uh, saved my life one time. Um, an IED killed another Marine, unfortunately, but okay. yeah, um, say, you know, saved me and the. Uh, my other my driver uh but and wounded everybody else in the in the humvee but um what was i saying he uh what was i going at just the the concept of being you, you mentioned you were uh scared of death yeah, yeah 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 so i i so i just went to japan and had a great time you know just traveling the world it was my first time being overseas as an adult like you know yeah. and that's when you know they're saying hey i'm going to iraq and then i was like holy crap i just experienced good thing i went to vacation that's how i looked at it oh man I'm, now i'm gonna die <laughs> so i just i i really mentally prepared myself that you know that, and they 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 help you prepare right because they, they're like you know our platoon sergeant was like you know they always give the speeches our briefing we're gonna they gave, they gave it to you bluntly, you know, straight, you might fucking die. <laughs> Not maybe everybody, we, we want to try to bring everybody home, back home, safely in one piece, but this is war. It's not, might, that might most likely not be the case. I feel like most people, you got to accept it. So yeah, tying in perfectly here. I, I feel like most people, there's this phase where, on the one hand, especially when you're 18 to 22, you're invincible. Nothing's ever going to happen to me. And then on the other end of the spectrum is I'm going to die. I'm going to be the first one to die. Day one, first patrol, it's going to happen. Um, and I feel like there's this middle ground. It's a really thin line right between the two where a healthy respect, but also a fear of what could happen. Um, do you remember on your deployment how that moved? Did it move at all? Um, yeah. I mean, escal- I mean, my, my like, the stuff you can only prepare so much for war right uh training wise and mentally like physically and mentally so when i first got to iraq 
you know, we flew in, uh, we took a commercial jet from California, Maryland. We, we got into, when we got into near Alambar province, and then we took a, some major big air force base. I don't know, I forgot the name of it. From there, we took a huge convoy to Camp Fallujah, which took about like maybe a couple of hours, a few hours. That's a of, big camp then, right? Like real big. Camp Fallujah? Or, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a big base, um, okay. and right by the city of Camp, uh, Fallujah. Uh, and we went to a uh, man. I went after like in 2007 because after 2004 they tore it up. You know, so we, you know, we drove through it, and and that's that city is like um, on martial law. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nobody's out there. You know, you see maybe one person walking, but all the stores it was like pretty much shut down. But anyways, um, yeah. I remember just being on that convoy at night. This is like, this is the first time we're outside the water. You know, this is the first time we're in country in Iraq and the first time outside the war going to our, our main base, you know, guns out, you know, outside, we're in the back of the seven ton and everyone had their lasers on uh, and night visions on. Exciting. I'm like, this is it. We're in it. I'm doing like, it. holy yeah. crap, we're, we're doing it. You know, all that training, all that mental preparation, all that Plus when just, just for this moment, I'm like, and I, you know, and that's when I, my ass is puckered, you know, like, man, we were, cause IED was huge, you know, yeah. most likely, you know, and, and I was assigned to be a turret gunner. So I knew, so that was like always pre- prepped in my head. Um, so what we got, to, we made it to base um, safely. And as I got attached to the line company. That's when I got attached to the line to the, to the infantry company and started going out and doing patrols. And uh, we barely stayed in Camp Fallujah. Camp Fallujah, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, they have it's like a city, you know, like right. Main, any main base in in in, yeah. in combat, they're they're pretty well made. They have generators, they have showers, um, chow halls, you know, and a lot of food so, and, and computers and internet, but we barely stayed there. We, every, we would only be there just to re-up on ammo, shower, call home, uh, maybe a day or two, and, and to re- recalibrate our weapons, mm-hmm. you know, our sights. We go, you know, go back to the range, recalibrate our lasers, put some rounds down range, uh, and, then, and then go right back out, um, right back out to the, the cities, the villages or wherever, our uh, AO, area of operations. So we would take another, the platoon would take another convoy, go out to the city or wherever, our area area of operations and take over a house. You know, we take, we pay the people like, hey, we're gonna commandeer this house. And they, they, you know, most of the time were willing to leave. They just packed up the stuff and then stayed out of neighbor, like one of their friends or, or, or families, right? But I don't know where they went, but we paid them. And then we would secure the house, put up uh, sandbags on the roof, uh, Humvee wind, glass windshields up and set up our, our, our trucks, our gun trucks with- um, Strong pointed, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, as, uh, for SVB, suicide bombers to just, you know, plan that all out. It took, we did it fast, you know, when you have- Oh, a, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we set up everything fast. Bam, 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 secure it, boom, and we're ready to- ready to operate or uh, right off the bat. And then we would do, one squad would do uh, security once, and then another squad would be resting and another another two squad would be 
patrolling, doing whatever operations outside in the area. And we just keep cycling off like that, which was great, you know, four to six hours you're out on patrol. It was, it was a great experience because it was just, you know, the way I tell people is like being out with like 10 of your boys, 19, 20, 21, 22, I, I was, you know, with guns and grenades. Um, what a what a thing, you know, during that time, you're not really yeah. thinking about it. But if I look back, I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> we probably you know? downplayed it a lot, right? Like any day you get into a deadly firefight, but there was probably some messing around and joking and, and who knows what else leading up to. And then the minute you step off. Yeah, exactly. Um, hold on one second. Let me just put my phone on. Please. Sorry about that. Somebody was calling me. Uh, yes. I, I did. Because I, I, you got other things on your mind than the cool factor. Like during the field, when you're doing field training, everything's about, oh man, this is cool. You know, mm -hmm. but when you're yeah. there, I was like, I was so focused on the mission and, 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 and dying or staying alive, you know? So those are, you know, the, all the, all the other stuff kind of like got drowned out. But then when you look back at it, it was like, yeah, it's like one of those things like, yeah, you're just patrolling. We're just kids. If I look back, we're very young. Right. Um, and we're out there, just 10 of us, 12 of us <laughs> with guns, kids, talking to people, gathering information. Uh, either we would do recon or like intel, go around house to house and just gather information. What people, they, they would tell us shit. And we saw two guys, they would come here every 3 a.m. or something like at the middle of the night and they just do something over there in the field. You know, they report stuff, right? They're, they were against, we were fighting Al-Qaeda at that time. So they were very against. Oh, um, yeah. Foreigners. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, they really loved, they, they knew, they, they loved the Marines. Like, one, you know, that's what they were telling us. Uh, but uh, so we would either do that, go around getting intel, um, do specific missions, or just walk around. <laughs> just, just, to, uh, just to walk around. Presence control. control. Presence, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the way I looked at it is just to walk around, just to lure them out. That's why I looked at it, and to get shot. To get shot. Did that happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. We just yeah. kind of like, we're bait, you know? There, we're, we're just doing uh, patrolling, I, which I found fun to that sometimes, but we would set up ambushes and stuff like that. Um, or, and that's, so we would just, those ambushes, we would spend like maybe 45 minutes or to an hour in one spot in tall grass you know, which I found very cool, like, but very, very um, miserable because you're just sitting there in quiet waiting to kill somebody, you know, uh, and the sun is just beaming on you and it's hot. You can't talk. You can't make them. You can't move because this is real life. You know, if, if people see you in there and we're, our point is to hide, it's like real, the real deal. Yeah. And I was like in the grasses in the in the grass, tall grass, like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy shit. So these these are unique experiences it's that you interesting. probably only see in movies. It's interesting. To me. Well, they won't be in movies, right? Because that, like what you just described, unless that kicked off some major firefight in the ambush, like that's never going to be a documentary. Yeah, sure. Even if it was, even if it was some big fight, it was a day in Iraq. Um, yeah, it's not, it, it, it's, yeah, it's not, yeah, the movies will never show it the real, you can, yeah, you know what I mean? The experience, it's just, it's insane. It's very. You were talking about how old some of the guys looked. 
And I remember we had like a specialist when E4, a couple of them that were out of college, like they'd gone to college and then joined the army. And I remember thinking they were like grizzled old men. They were like 22, 23, you know, God forbid a platoon sergeant that was like 31. Like they could be a grandfather. Um, yeah. Just how experienced they seemed. And this was, so I was active 09 to 14. Those guys had done three or four deployments, right? Like they'd seen um, all sides of life for quite a while, but it's kind of crazy when you're talking about these squads kicking out into Fallujah and bad things have happened in the war on terror in the last 20 years in, in American history where people have let their emotions or anger get the best of them. And they've done things to civilians that haven't been good. But if you think about how many times 18 to 21 year olds are given mass amounts of firepower told to go find the enemy and come back and say, we didn't find the enemy, nothing happened. And it, that's it. That's a crazy amount of, uh, I mean, if you really think about it, that's a lot of discipline in a foreign country where there's people trying to kill you and nobody looks like you. And maybe your buddy just died. It's, it's easy to look past that, but that's, that's some mature. Those are some mature kids. It is. That's crazy that you talk about that because I, that's how I always looked at it. I always looked like a child. Like for me personally, I felt like everybody else around me were very mature and especially like um, my squad leader. If I look back now, like that's why I said, we were just kids, but it seemed like we were doing very adult things, you know, (laughs) very mature things, you know, leading people into combat. Like my squad leader was maybe a, either my age or a year older than me so and he was directing you know like you might like in my mind I was like damn they are they a few years at least a few years older not they're, they're your age and we're yeah it's just the, the maturity of it the stuff that you have to take on at an early age like that same thing what I was saying the acceptance of knowing that you might die you know um it's a very mature thing because you don't need to worry about that normally you will only have to worry about dying at, when you're already at in your deathbed. You're at death, preferably, right? At, at an old age, you know, like 80 years old, something like that, hopefully. And I you think, don't have to worry about it. And not, you shouldn't have to worry about dying at 19. It's not, shouldn't be normal. That's not normal. And I think that thought that people have to go through because you have to recognize it, whether you believe it or whether you shut it down and bottle it up. I'm going to, go out on a limb here and say that everybody in a combat zone has to have that thought somewhere. Maybe they lock it away. Maybe they, maybe it, it, it cripples them every day, but I feel like there's something to that when a war is over, when somebody comes home, like that's a unique thing to have to think about regularly um, at that age. And I, I, I feel like it has to be a big part of whether we want to call it PTS or depression or whatever, like that's not a normal thing for 18 to 22 year olds to have to try to comprehend and then not have to deal with it again. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I you know, I, and then, and myself, yeah, I, I, I've experienced that. Like I didn't know after coming back people like my sister and then people around me who are close to me and said that I changed, but I didn't feel no change. I felt like I'm just, you know, that you self awareness, you know, you don't, you don't you don't see things how other people see you you know everybody's well, perspective is different so i think it'd be weird to do that and not change in some way for better or for worse um, yeah 
yeah, it has to have some kind of effect, right? Either to better or worse. And and you can gear it to the better. I've been gearing the, the experience. I, if you don't try to gear it, I, I, this is my thing. If I didn't try to gear it to a better positive mentality uh, or try to you know squeeze lemons and make lemonade, um, you can you can easily go out of control, you know, and, and, and go down. But if you have control, you know, it, it's going to be a battle. But it, there there is light at the end, I, you know. Hopefully, for a it seems like you're if if the direction you took is some of these tribute videos, then it's it's awesome. If you think about the number of people that you've reached with those, is staggering. I mean, north uh, of, north of ten million, right? right? That's insane. Yeah, I hope. I mean. It's, you know, I was thinking like our content, I find it tough for people like us putting out this kind of content because it's, it's not friendly for this platforms. I wish they made it a little more friendlier for it to not just, not the idea of guns. All right, I get it, you know, but, uh, but for our military, just in general, like the story of our military and our history of it, it it's. No, like the, meaning like you can't, if you have like interest, like a lot of across the board, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and many other apps like it, you get to select what, as a creator, I, I do, what's your topic? Military. There isn't military topics. There's either all these other crazy random stuff and there's nothing and then other for us, mm-hmm. which I think they should start putting military on it. I hope, hopefully in the future they start too, because there is a large community specifically for the military family, you know, which is like you, me, um, anybody, you know, that's, that's just in the support of our, 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 our military. Hopefully one day we'll, we'll get to that point. Something that's cool easier. is you were talking about, you know, making, lemonade out of the lemons and kind of directing things in a positive light. And I, I think you're doing it with those videos. Um, it's easy to look past the impact that's having on others too. You know how many people I've gone through your comment section, man, there's people that um, like, they look forward to that every day. It means the world. Like they're sharing it with friends and family, or yeah. it was my brother's unit or something. And like that yeah. made their week. And that's awesome. It does. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even people that don't have any connection to the military, I see comments, you know, saying, it gives a, a perspective on their life that there are, you know, a 19 year old did this heroic, crazy thing and it got them, you know, a silver star or something, you know, or a medal of honor, you know, whoa, I don't know if I, you know, I'm, I'm, I see that in the comments a lot, man. I'm, they're my age. You know, I always put the age because oh, I want to yeah, show, that. you know, I always put it just so for many reasons, but, um, but for the comments, they're, you know, they say it, it relates to them. Like it gives them, they say, you know, specifically, it gives them a better perspective on their reality, right? On what they're doing at this age and, and what others have done. I'm not saying to go out there and, and start jumping on grenades, you know? No. Uh, do not no, advise. But it's, yeah. <laughs> do not advise. But <laughs> exactly. But it's just, it is, it, it is a perspective on, especially what's going on today, I think, you know? We, we, we com- meeting what's going on today like we i feel like we got it good we got it really good you know and we, we, we i think we got it so good at one point that we need to find things to complain about and that's what happens right yeah we're like you know 
just start, we need to bitch about something. And that's the human of us. We need, we need struggle to have reward and, 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 and like, and, and pleasure. You can't just do nothing. I, I, that's how I look at it. So this just, even if you do nothing, at, at least acknowledging other people who have done something like courageous and, 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 and sacrificing whatever it, a limb or life, it, it shows a good perspective of like, wow, like this, this is human, you know, it's not all bad, man. <laughs> it's not all people, you know, people, I hate when people say like, when they see a dog video and he, a dog some, does something good, it's like, oh, better than humans. No, no, it's not okay. And, and they, they, they sincerely mean it. They're like, oh, humans, it's, you know, you're a human. No, there's a lot of good. We're just not, we're overshadowed. You know, you're just not being told. And I think not just the military, you know, everywhere, police force, fire department, anywhere, even just, that's what we call like regular civilians, heroes, when they do something above and beyond, which to some people might be like, well, I would have, like say somebody falls in the train track, this another civilian jumps in and helps them, which is in my eyes, awesome. It's awesome, but it should, that's what I would do. It seems normal, right? Gotcha. But I have to understand at the same time, it's not. It's not normal. That's a heroic thing to do because why? I've noticed that majority of the people will are not ready to sacrifice their life for a stranger. But there are people that are, and 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 that's and that small group are a lot of them are in the military uh, and they're out there. You know, that's why there's so many videos. If you see, you know, uh, somebody getting attacked on the street and they're like, "Why is nobody helping?" Oh, you know, I would do that. I don't know if you would. You you would think that you would do it, but when the time comes, it's, it's a tough decision. It's scary. It's a scary position to be. Oh, I'm not scared. You know, that's what they say. I'm not scared. Oh, trust me, man. It's it's okay to be scared. Trust me. It's, it's, there's a lot of scary shit out there. Uh, and I'm not I'm not I'm not scared to say that I, I was scared, man. And in, in Iraq, especially, there were so many times, especially in the beginning, you're very scared. Like I was. Yeah, it's normal. Paranoid. Yeah, it was normal, right? I didn't show it. I didn't show it. I didn't tell my buddy, like, I'm fucking freaking out. <laughs> you know, no. Because every you, you don't want to spread it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to spread the fear. You don't want, you want everyone to be on game, on point. And that, you know, and that's, but I, there was a lot of times I was like, you know, legitimately uh, fearful or scared or whatever you want to call it, of, of losing my life. And then being there longer and doing, being miserable, it's like 110, 120 degrees, patrolling, getting shot at, getting bombed at, shooting back um, and doing this constantly. It, it, it numbed me out. It numbed me. Sure. Um, I wasn't as, I, I don't think scared. I, I wasn't scared anymore. I was more like angry. I, that's the progression. I remember you asked me earlier, like, there's like yeah. a thing. And that was the progression in the beginning. I remember putting out my gun. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm out here. This is it. You know, we're in theater, mm-hmm. all that training. And now after like a couple of months in, in, in theater and, and just, you know, incoming. And I remember just laying down in one of the houses. Just being, I was at one point, I was just so miserable and tired and hot. Um, I had, I, I just had my underwear, my boxers and, and like my skivvy shirt, mm-hmm. um, boots off. I was like on a mat 
was looking at the ceiling and we just got to that house. Everything was set up. And then I remember the first sergeant, and first sergeant came with us for some reason that time. We called him Captain America. He was very moto. And you hear, I, I, I believe you hear like some pop shots, blah, blah, blah. And then you, you hear, incoming, take cover. <laughs> like he's freaking out. And I'm just in there in one of the rooms and like, it's all dirty. It's like dusty, yeah. villagey hut, hut. Just looking at the thing. And I hear, incoming. And I'm looking at the ceiling. I remember telling myself at one point, I was like, Man, what, what would it be if it just just landed on me? <laughs> you know, you know, I, I like I would think that, you know, I wasn't scared anymore. I was just so what I did was reach over. I just reached over. I had my flak jacket over here, and I just draped it on top of me. Blanket. <laughs> yeah, like a blanket. And I just went back. What am I gonna do? There's where am I taking cover? <laughs> under 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 the sink or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a mud hut. And Not so worth just, the energy. Yeah, I was just so out of it, man. And I just that was my cover. It's just the cover. And it landed like in our front yard. Far <laughs> enough away. Yeah, motor. Yeah, a couple of motors. They they suck. When they suck, you know, they because they're scared. Uh the, the well at that time Al Qaeda, they would their main goal was just to cause chaos, right? They shoot like you know, they shoot over their heads mm-hmm. and the the longer they stay, they're they're smart too, you know, in the sense that they know that the longer they stay and try to fight us, they're dead. They're sure. dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we pinpoint where they are, so they what they try to do is just drive by, is um, you know, shoot and run, harassment. To, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, one bullet luckily strikes, you know, and hurts somebody or kills somebody. That's what you know. That's what they're hoping for, and that was like most of the times, a lot of the times. So you get. Just, and that's annoying because you want to fight them, you know, you want to, because uh, they know that we have the technology that we know where that bullet's coming from. We're going to uh, air support or, or, or more to return uh, indirect fire right on them. Uh, so they're smart about that. Um, yeah, it's just crazy it's stuff. Tough fight. War, war, yeah, car, war is crazy. People always ask me, you know, what's war like? It's like one of the, it's one of the craziest shit, right? So one of the craziest experience and that's the thing that you got to tell yourself that man it is very unique experience will we do it even people that join um the military they they so you know they want to go to combat and they never get to they never get to see it you watch jarhead yeah <sighs> man he just, just wants that one shot he just wants that one shot i i, I don't know i forgot when that movie came from uh was desert storm right? yeah it was desert storm but i don't know if i watched it before or after Cause I watched it so many times. Uh, I don't know if I watched it before or after um, my combat experience or war experience. And I just remember, I know I watched it after, but I, I, I knew how we felt of wanting um, to see combat, you know? Cause I was like that, man. It was, I was as, a, as a boot, when I first joined, all I wanted, I didn't care about any awards. I really wanted the combat action ribbon. The, Marine, the Navy and Marine Corps combat action movement. I, I think that, that goes back. That's throughout history, right? Young Is men it? wanting to prove themselves. Yeah, it's like I that. think there's something to that. Yeah. So I say something like, you know, be careful what you wish for because I got it. But it was fucking a huge price. It was a huge price. Uh, so that, that saying, be careful what you wish for because, yeah, it, it, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, a gift and a curse, 100%. Um, 
it's a great experience, a unique, very unique experience. And then also at the same time, what a, what a insane experience, <laughs> you know, friends die, friend, you know, you, you, just, just chaos. So oh, wow. yeah, we, we, we seen, especially at a young age, you know, we, we take so much, you know, and then you, and then you put them back. And so I got out after, you know, I only had five months. I wanted to, I wanted to explore life. I always find myself an explorer. You know, I always like to try to figure like, well, I want to, I want to experience this. I've got out. Um, I did many things, you know, like I just, I don't care about, um, I don't want to say reputation, but like, oh, oh, I'm a financial banker or something, you know, like, you mm-hmm. know, like people have status, a lot of, maybe. Yeah, status, right? I, I, I tried real estate, being a real estate agent, just not too long ago, too, right before the pandemic. Because oh, yeah. I was helping my friend. I, it's not like because I wanted to be, I want to be a real estate. I didn't want to. I was helping my friend. But I did. I was like, hmm, let me see what that's like. So I like to explore like other things. Coding. I tried coding. I, uh, uh, making apps. I, I I did startups. Two startups that failed. <laughs> well, <laughs> you gotta know, try. I, yeah. Yeah. The design. I try to create another product. Uh, so I did all this stuff. I did take like you know, I I like researching and learning and and you know, I, I'm blessed. I I I want to say that I I I have the opportunity to do all that stuff to figure shit out. And I'm still figuring shit out, even with TikTok. So right now, what I'm doing is uh, I, I do a lot of, I'm, I'm really into crypto and NFT <laughs> and that and, and doing this TikTok as like, I'm trying to put all my focus. So I have a mentor. He's a Marine. Uh, his name is Robert uh, Seal. And uh, he he's an infantry Marine, uh, older. He was in, I, I think in the, he was in LAR, like armored reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. And I was in this NYU program uh, incubator in New York for my startup. And that's where I met him. He came as a guest speaker because he, okay. uh, he graduated from Dartmouth or whatever. Uh, and he sold his first app. And now he has like a condom company. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, he, he does it. And so he, he's been mentoring me. You know, he, he saw me on TikTok. He's been mentoring me before the past years. Just like giving me random, like giving me bluntly, like, yeah, this product sucks, basically say, <laughs> you know, try to, and I had to find out the hard way because my ego and pride is like, no, this is good. And then it failed. Um, but anyways, he would always come back to me somehow. I, I appreciate that. He gave it to me. I, at one point in the beginning, I like, I despised him because, you know, yeah, when someone talks shit, yeah. but I still, I still understood that he's talking real. He wasn't, he wasn't against me. He wasn't. He didn't hate me or anything. He just was telling me the truth. Mm-hmm. So once you, you know, you figure that out later, you're like, okay, this guy is really just in for my benefit. And what we did was, you know, I was like, oh, I want to do YouTube. I want to do Instagram. It's like, stop. Focus on TikTok because that's where the thing is. Focus all that energy, get to like a million subscribers, and then you know, work from there, and then do you know. Uh, but all this, like, you know, po- I love doing it. So much fun podcast. I, I, the reason why I wanted to do my podcast was because uh, I just love talking like this. I love talking to people like you. But that's the thing. Like, I don't think I'm in that position yet. I like coming on. I mm-hmm. definitely would, you know, I love coming on, like, just like this and talking with, with you and, like, people like you. Just talking, shooting, shooting the shit. I just love talking. Yeah. I love <laughs> well, they're important. I talk a it's, lot. it's important topics. And, um, 
they're fun to get into and, and kind of what we we're getting back to with the videos of, I, I don't think in 50 years, we're going to look back and say, we've got way too much information on the Iraq war, Fallujah or, or Afghanistan. So um, it's important, man. I, I look forward to your videos um, when they come out. I, I love what you're doing. I think it's again, really ah, cool. important. Um, so keep that up for sure. We're, yeah, we're, we're crossing over the hour marks. So we'll, We'll wrap right. it up here, but yeah, Terry, thanks so much for coming on, man. This was a lot hey, of fun. Man, I'll do it again. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate having me. Well, uh, where's home these days? Are you in Austin? Oh yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in Austin, Texas. I just moved from. I moved here February first uh, from New York City uh, before it started collapsing. <laughs> I mean, I it's just. I I don't think city. I was tired of it, you know. Real quick, it was just. I was. I lived in a very expensive apartment. That was like 625 square foot doorman and everything it was small. It was like thousands of dollars, like $4,000, mm-hmm. $3,500. Good area. Not even good area. Across, it was a good area. At the same time, there was a homeless shelter in front of, across the street yeah. from me. It was weird. And I'm paying. Very, and then I was like to my wife, I'm like, eh, I think it's time for us to buy a house. But also, I don't want to buy in New York. Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. And good thing we moved because like what they're doing in New York right now, is just, it's not, I don't think it's going in a positive or the right direction for for the city so but, we lived great. in pflugerville and spicewood for a couple of years oh okay and i've got some family still two brothers and my parents are in austin so awesome um, hey when you come visit let me know where are you right now uh murfreesboro tennessee so just outside nashville yeah. oh shoot all right i drove down I, I drove from new york to texas so i we passed by tennessee i like it man uh, yeah i like it That's well nice. next time we're That's in austin we'll, uh, we'll get together for sure yeah let me know all right, buddy. But well, thanks again, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon here. Appreciate it, brother. Hey, thanks for listening to War Stories. If you get a chance, it'd mean an awful lot if you could head over to Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review. It helps others to, to find the show. But thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.